Greetings and salutations, people. Thank you for tuning in to another installment of GKNF. At the conclusion of the previous show, we mentioned that we'd have Adam Guest on. Uh, we recorded with Adam, and unfortunately, due to the content of that show with regards to his work in the Tactical Police Force, we've unfortunately had to pull it uh, because of conflicts of interest. So, being the podcast titans we are, we've decided to replace Show 35 with an absolute belter of an episode. Uh, this episode is focused primarily on yoga, and our guest Crystal from Crystal Zen Yoga was a fantastic guest. So, thank you again for tuning in, and don't forget to subscribe. Unassuming, unarmed, but dangerously uneducated. With useful lessons for the not-quite-dead-yet, GKNF are the voice of a generation who know what the fuck is up. Namaste, interweb. Welcome to GKNF, episode 35, Assume Lotus Position. A few quick ones, F, before we introduce our guest. The lesbian truck driver speaking now is me. I've got a bit of a cold, so that's. Uh, I'll apologise for my voice up front. All the new listeners, thank you. Please subscribe. Leave reviews. Leave good reviews if you like an episode. Yes. If you don't like an episode, leave a good review because it's good for my self-esteem. <laughs> it's especially good for that. Oh, mate. I, tell you what, I want to blow some Valvoline off you. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I don't know if I'm a mix between sexy voice or, oh, my God, stop talking. Yeah, yeah. Sexy. But uh, <laughs> thank you, our guest. And Fire, do you want to introduce who we've got in, uh, in the studio today? Yes, so... I think to introduce our guest, we need to go back uh, an hour ago. So, prior to beginning recording this episode, we have been um, engaging in yoga. So, we've just literally finished the Shavasana, and we've walked downstairs, and we've begun recording with Crystal McGuire from Crystal Zen Yoga. Welcome to GK and F. Thanks, boys. Dude, uh, that was awesome. Well, we, <laughs> what we just did up there, I it was extremely difficult, though, as well. Difficult. I found it, that was, that was hard. That Which was parts? a bit of hard work. Uh, just some of the poses and the stretching. I was really, I was feeling some muscles that uh, they were working really you hard. You did well, really well. I thought you'd be a lot more stiff and... Yeah, it was it was something else. It was you know what it, we've got to give a context for people who are just listening. So we've gone upstairs. Um, we've had so the mats, the um, bolster. Long, the bolster, the blocks, mm-hmm. um, the oils, essential oils, the yeah. essential oils, and the music, yeah. the sounds. It was mm-hmm. like a, a sense. Sensual, like for your senses. Sensory? Essential sensory. sensory. Say that five times without getting your shit last on. Yeah. Yeah, it was, was it, Crystal, let's introduce yourself first and how's, how's the journey come to where we're talking to Crystal Maguire about yoga? Mm. Okay, well, um, I did my yoga teacher training two years ago, so back in 2016. Um, I always liked yoga. I probably got into it more when I was in Hong Kong um, than more when I fell pregnant with my first Adelaide. And yeah, I was fortunate enough to be gifted with beautiful Indian yogis when I was in Macau. So that was this little studio in Macau owned by an American lady and her son. What's a yogi? A yogi is you, you now. <laughs> <laughs> is a yogi someone that practices, so. practices yoga or you, is a both. master of yoga? I think both. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, Adelaide does kids yoga, so she's a little kid yoga. Kid yoga. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So then I, yeah, I was introduced to yoga then. I, I had these beautiful little Indian gurus um, teach me yoga. And I mean, I guess back then I looked at mostly, I got caught up in the ego of it all. Like, was I doing this pose right? Comparing myself to other people coming from an athletic background and from netball and athletics. Wanting to do it perfectly. Wanting to do mm. it perfect. And yeah. then realizing the actual practice is 
should be done mostly with your eyes closed and feeling into the supple body and yeah, getting a gauge for whole, that whole inner landscape, not the external. So then I fell in love with it, continued it, practiced more and more because I was away from home. It became my little passion. Um, did less and less of the gym, more yoga. Still noticed the body held up. Like I thought with more yoga, I'd probably fat out or I don't know. So not, less gym, more yoga. You didn't think you'd keep that fitness yeah, or yeah. body? Yeah. You know, the work you've done your body. Pretty much. And then when I got back to Sydney, um, I did teaching at the schools because I was obviously, as I said before, a teacher. And I just, it wasn't resonating. I liked it, but I didn't love it. And so I still wanted to teach in a capacity, but I loved yoga. And my, my yoga teacher at Monaval Fitness First actually said to me, why don't you do your teacher training? And literally the next week I'd signed up and started the course. And that was quite the journey. Wow. So and, here and, I am. And what's, what was the course you had completed? So it was level one yoga, Hatha yoga. So you do, it's a 500 hour. So people can go to Bali or Thailand and do like a 200 hour. In Sydney, they don't really like taking on people that have only done a 200 hour. Mm -hmm. You can do 350 onwards is when you really want to get into a studio. I straight up did a 500 hour. It took the whole year. Every Friday I was there from nine till five. Did subject by, you know, every subject. So is it 500 hours of doing yoga no, or 500 no, no. hours of study, study and, and yoga the, the, i mean there is the a certain the amount theory and the practical theory practical it. i mean we went into a whole different and like history the history like philosophy a... yeah the, i mean there was we did ayurvedic which is like the um a form of you know like chinese medicine is one form mm-hmm. and the ayurvedic kind of is more of an indian mm-hmm. you, you know you talk about your body types and your personality traits and you can have foods that co-act with you know it's mm. amazing it just continues on and i think when i first started yoga i felt like i knew quite a lot and then as soon as i started the study i you realized knew nothing. i knew nothing so so that so you do 500 hours and that's in sydney and that that, that was in monaval yep so it was and nice that and took close. You a year, so, that took me a year and that was studying every just once a week was it once a week every friday, friday. as i said from nine to five and, and you're still practicing yoga as normal practicing yoga you had to do i think it was maybe five classes a week that you had to sign off on. And then we went on a week-long retreat, which was full on. And, yeah, it wasn't like a retreat like, oh, let's go have a spa. It was like up at six, you had to do this. Oh, we'll get into it later. But, yeah, you clear your nasal passages and you, you kind of meditate straight up. And Is that where you get things off your tongue? Oh, that's well? a tongue scraper, yeah. Tongue I still scraper? do that. I highly recommend that, actually. So what Every you- morning in your tongue scraper, it's just this little metal rod. It's another Ayurvedic mm-hmm. technique. And you know when you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, every day. Every day, right? <laughs> and so you get this little tongue scraper and literally go over the tongue. And it, I mean, it's kind of gross what comes off it. You just wash it See, with I water. See, gross shit. I love that. Because they, they think whatever, what builds up on your tongue overnight is crap. So yeah. essentially getting So you're all that getting off. rid of the yeah, toxins yeah. and crap. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, so when I love how you talk about um, studying the philosophy of it, mm-hmm. because is the philosophy rejuvenation? Is that what what the whole underlying theme of yoga is? Like, because I mentioned, heard you talk about a lot of toxins and release and and going inside to release things. Is that I don't know. Is well, that- I mean, the philosophy is kind of like I mean, it comes from Hinduism, so it's this whole, you know. Like like what we do in Catholicism or any other kind of religion, there's you know you follow modalities, you follow different things, but they they call these the eight limbs of yoga, and it's kind of like breath work, isolating the mind, the sanas, um, sanas, yeah, like the postures, oh, yeah, postures, postures. Yep. concentration, so taking away the concentration, um, withdrawing the senses, as I said, yeah. So there's all these different types of eight limbs, and then it, then you've got it. The, the philosophy is just you continue weaving your way back figuring out different types of i mean there's all these stories like is eight limbs based on like an indian sort of god or something that has eight limbs or it's nothing a question actually i don't yeah. know i know what you're thinking you're yeah. thinking of the thing in the, the simpsons in the center of the earth with eight arms Ganesh, that- Ganeshnu. <laughs> Vedishnu. Vedishnu, yeah. is it yeah, yeah. And, and just like listening to yoga so far and mm. i'm a complete novice that was the first time i've done yoga yeah, both I think of you, right? yeah yeah, yeah, yeah nice. it was awesome and, and it's it does have a spiritual component to mm. it. it massive flows through it and I, and I can see how people would opt to you know everyone needs to address their own spirituality mm. but that what we just did then walking down the stairs <laughs> um you feel that um you feel the benefits yeah it's it's there you can mm. feel it you can't deny it I walked down and my niece was there. I was like, hello, niece. I felt like I hovered <laughs> oh. down the stairs. Yeah. Is there, was that yoga, was that 
Is every yoga med- a meditation style thing or is that, that a specific Well, I mean, there's so many well, different styles. There's like vinyasa flow, which is when we're doing the yeah. sun salutations. It's a lot more of that and it's predominantly that, which a lot of people are like that for a gateway. If they've never done mm-hmm. yoga, they're like, oh, I need to exercise, so I should do that. And that's what I started with, more vinyasa hatha. And then I really got into, and I now teach yin, which is a lot more restorative. You hold poses a lot longer. So that pigeon I had you in mm-hmm. with the hips and then yeah. you came out. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, so yin is completely that. You might only do five poses the whole hour and then you, you hold it and it's all about – so it's a nice gateway to meditation. It was hard. Like holding yeah. those – that's a workout in itself. Yeah. I don't know if it was super hot mentally upstairs too, as well. Right? But, oh, to mentally too, right? To try to be still. Well. But even mentally too, and you mentioned it a few times when we're doing it up there, get out of your monkey brain. Yeah, monkey mind. Monkey mind, mm. like stopping your mind from wandering. Yep. Because I find that the hardest, hardest. thing mm-hmm. to do, no matter what, I'm, to just switch off. Mm-hmm. And I did catch myself a few times before going you said that, going, agenda. oh, hang on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a, you know, yeah. I am. Which is I'm so normal. This. And that's what, so, I mean, I found that most difficult when I first started. I was thinking about my to-do list, my shopping, I've got this assignment. And then, I'm like, oh, hang on, back to my breath. Yeah. And, but then I kind of realized, you know, I've been thinking and then I, I come back to focusing and go, oh, look, I just focused again. Yeah. And then so I'm like, oh, shit. So you, you acknowledge think, that. You were thinking is, of focusing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like meta-focus. Yeah. Focusing on the focus. Yeah. Which but, is the practice. Once you realize that you're actually off, oh, hang on, go back, That that is the practice. And even when you're going through to the things at the end, just the scenarios, there were some scenarios. I f- oh, was, the or, landscapes. And the stuff. landscapes were automatically coming, like I wasn't forcing a thought. Mm-hmm. And then there was others that I couldn't get, that I was forcing the, the thought, yeah, right. like forcing the image. Because yeah. you probably you, haven't had much to do with that. I don't know, but others, and then I got stuck in an image. Yeah. yeah. You know, before yeah, I yeah. could move on. I, was, I, you, I think you said grove of olive trees. I go, don't know what that looks like next. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I can picture the seagull. It was nice. Because I think that's the hardest thing about sort of meditation, yoga, and all of that sort of stuff is letting yourself uh, just just become... Surrendering. Succumb to it. Yeah, surrendering to it, which I imagine that would be the hardest to to do it every Mm -hmm. day to Mm -hmm. get yourself in that mind space. That would be one of the hardest things. Yeah, I mean, I still struggle. I I mean, I you know practice what you preach, but there's often times I get on my mat of a morning and I'm like... Oof, mine. I'm I'm elsewhere. Shopping. Mm. I got to do this. Pick exactly. the kids up. And <sighs> even if it's Bloody five white. minutes, I might just go. Okay, five minutes. I'll put my little timer on, and I'll just try to breathe, try to listen to the birds, or just be. I like mm. some of the things when you when we were um, meditating. How you you mentioned like uh, pay attention, loosen your jaw, let your jaw relax, yeah. let your shoulders relax. And I found that when I shift my focus to those certain moves, I was switching off from. The, the monkey, monkey mind, mind. Yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I had something else for for it to, to focus, focus on. on. Focus on your mouth. Focus on. I, I mm. found that was well, pretty... even the breath through the, the subtle, you know, the end of the nose tip over the lip. It's just like oh, okay, yep, out of the monkey mind, back to that. Notice the jaw relax. Notice the shoulders, eyes. I think is a big one. Like you don't realize how much stress you're holding your eyes until someone tells you not to, and you're like, mm. oh, actually, that's great. Yeah, mm. that. Uh, so is yoga a general term? For something like is yoga means union, U- so mean, okay. yeah, unifying. So the Indians, beli- oh, Indians, oh, sorry, back in the day when they actually came up with yoga, it was mm. they were sitting there looking at landscapes and animals and coming up with these poses that replicated these objects. Mm. So yeah, you- are they the Indian shamans? Is it sh- are they shamans? Shamans, yeah, shamans that real yogis that people go and just they some people or the monks tra- yeah trek well, to India to follow these. Well, that's a whole different... Shamans is... Yeah, that's a whole different Different, type. I mean, it goes into so many different... I mean, people... A lot of people get into yoga just with the hot yoga, which I hates I've, I've tried it and i can see why people like it especially just because it's so hard that hot yoga well, it's hard but it, it's you know we get a lot of people that come to our studio that have had injuries so we're like oh great mm. you know because then they get to the real yoga and my mm. where i did my course my teacher is a she's an absolute guru mm. um she's that the real yogi teacher she's mm-hmm. brilliant and living and breathing there's no you know lululemon pants and there's no you know, this pose in the, you know, on my Instagram, it's just, this is hardcore yoga. Yeah. This is, yeah. Yeah. So that's, I mean, people, people's perceptions of yoga is that kind of Instagram superficial. Mm. You know, I used to think yoga was just a way to, a, so, a socially acceptable way to fart in public. <laughs> but, <laughs> but do you but get a lot of that? But it goes, but it goes deeper than that. <laughs> a lot deeper. <laughs> get into but, the organs. But, but that's right, because there's a whole practice, a whole history. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, what are the origins of yoga? Well, it, it I mean, it, it stemmed, it, 
it obviously is, it's Hindu, so it comes back thousands and thousands of years. So that Patanjali is, is the where it comes with. I said the eight limbs, mm. but it, it it's just branched out into so many different things. Like you can, what I said, I teach Yin Yoga. Um, there's the Hatha Yoga, there's Vinyasa Yoga, there's Sup Yoga. What's Vinyasa? Which I said, the more flow. So those sun salutations, there's a lot of that. You use a lot more muscle where yin, you kind of bypass the muscle and get straight to the fascia joint. What's the yoga that you can reach, uh, similar to smoking DMT? You can reach a... A a um, meditation. A meditation. It's a meditation, I guess. It's uh, Yoga Nidra. It's similar to... I will find this out because I hate saying fact check me. But because uh, I don't even know the name of that this would yoga. probably be something like it's, you mean like an hallucination. It's like you go into a hallucination. Yeah, yeah. Hallucin- it's a more a, a, meditation, like a meditation than yeah. a yoga, I guess. Like a really deep. Yeah, super. I mean, deep I definitely one. when I teach my restorative yin, I finish with the yoga nidra, which is it's a beautiful. It's like a, a a full body scan, so you kind of take awareness, like what I said before. So you, I might say, okay, right right thumb, left finger wrist back of the mm. hand uh, you, you literally name all the body and it has this beautiful effect on the body where you kind of come to this lucid dream state where you're kind of mm. aware and i do get a lot of people in my class you know falling off snoring you're like oh there i go <laughs> but and that you, so must you, be a sign of success for you right well you i actually have to say in a yoga nidra halfway through and i will not sleep and i'm not uh, falling asleep yeah and so i'm still awake it's like when you go for a massage you know just before you when you just you surrender into the massage just before you fall asleep and you're stuck on, oh, I'm not making I'm not making that thought happen. I think I'm falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and you wake up. <laughs> yeah, you do get a lot of snoring in it, yoga nidra. When you say um, yin, mm-hmm. yin. So when you think of yin, so you think of yang. yang. What's the opposite? Yeah, yin yeah. yang. Yeah. So yang is what we all do so much. We live such busy lives. And so when people go to yoga, they think, oh, let's do yoga. And they want a bit of a workout. So for them to get into that yin mindset, which is more the moon, which is more the feminine, the grace, Ah. trying to hold poses longer, stillness, not so much heat build, not so much sun, you know, that masculine. Um, And it's all about balancing. Like you still need the yang. I still have to go for my, you know, riding the bike, run the dog. So I still get my yang workout, but the yin is where you you kind of balance the feminine, the masculine. Is the... You know how when you hold a pose there, we we'll hold we hold one particularly that one with the hips. Pigeon, yep. The pigeon, and you're talking about how you hold a lot of um, like uh, emotions. Emotions, in your, yeah. You hold emotions in your hips. Well, I mean, it's quite ethereal, but I I do talk a lot about that because my yeah. teacher taught me a lot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and as you do that, you're holding it, it's stretching, it's tight. You're breathing into you're it. Breathing, you get. Deeper, mm-hmm. and you you mentioned um, no, not I wasn't that part. And then you, the rush really of chi after, yeah, chi. yeah. So when you lay back, that's the that's the practice the of yin is the the counter pose is when you come out of these deep holds and you're like, oh, and you get that big rush of that flow. Which I mean, yin yoga is all about, as I said, kind of getting to the meridians, kind of getting to the organs. So these energetic pathways, like highways in the body, that feed. There's certain poses that feed different organs. So when you come out of a pose, then there's that rush that goes straight to that organ, that vitality kind of. That's oh, amazing. Is the, yeah. That was the best part. Yeah, is the pur- <laughs> was the purpose or is the purpose to hold the pose to a point of, I guess, pain? No, nearly, in year, no. In year, you're only supposed going, to be forty to sixty percent. Okay, ah. and then you sort of, I guess, once you stretch it out, that sort of pain threshold goes it's almost away. um my teacher um described it like if you think of um, a dam so you mm-hmm. think of that build up of water on and that, imagine that's the joint so you get this huge build up of water on this dam and then all of a sudden there's too much rain too much rain and then whoosh, it flows out so there's that coming through so when you get to the joints is that big release when you come out of a post but yeah yin you only want to go 40 to 60 percent because i imagine that's one of the biggest benefits would be I don't think people stretch probably enough. Well, and yoga's forcing you. I mean, I'm so I'm, I know I keep talking about Yin, but I'm so passionate about. It. I've just done a teacher train on the weekend and again next weekend. But I find it because I did come from such a Yang background. I was an athlete and you know netball mm. and always busy and you know weights. Yang's and gym. active. Yeah, like yeah. you know, and then sort of to find that grace, that feminine, that softness in poses. And then I was bad at meditating, so. I use the poses as a way to like hold a pose and you know surrender. Use my meditation. Yeah, it's so, and it's such a different way of using your mind and your body. Yeah, and you're not forcing any kind of religion upon you. Like it's just trying to just get back to. I essentially say yoga is a journey back to you. Hey, yeah, mm. that's what I mean. How's yo- how's this and this practice of yoga changed your life and or mm. you as a crystal brag as a person? Yeah, or well. Crystal 
I mean, I've, I've had, we lived overseas and I had two kids and I was away from family a lot. So I think that helped me in terms of, you know, that anxiety of being away from home and missing family. And I felt that was my, as I said, I became kind of obsessed. It was this little thing I had for me. Um, realizing at first when I started yoga, thinking it was, you know, all about flexibility and getting a pose perfect. Yeah, which is what I reckon most people do. Most yeah. people do. I, and like, then, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. You just said at the start of the podcast, like, is there a way of um, competing? Who, yeah. Like, how, how There's no competition in yoga, is there? No, not at all. And that's that's you know, funny. See, I thought there was like the super yogas. No, and even a yoga island. And, you know, like, structurally, our bodies like you could you could be in a pose far, and you could be in a pose jordy, and you know, for the for the Instagram shot, you look, might do the pose better. But it mean, as far as joints, his actual bone don't allow him to move that way. So it's not like I mean, if you both had the exact same practice mm, and you both mm. did the same pose, you would look completely different. Which yeah. is you know, when people start yoga, they're always, you know, in fitness first, they're looking at each other, well, she's got nice pants, or he's got that, or, and you're in that mind constantly instead of going, okay, breathe, yeah. come back to you. So, come back to you. Mm. Yoga is not a platform for gaining social capital at all. <laughs> not at all. Yoga is a complete you kind yeah. of thing. Focus the on The journey you. back home and is the, what the I say. And the only races, well, the only... With yourself. Competition is with yourself. With yourself. Uh, shut up, Jordy. <laughs> <laughs> Especially not in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that, that wouldn't make for good listening. So, yeah, so you've so you, you've transformed or you've, you've started to have that switch in your mind, are you, Crystal? When do you start practicing more? Like, did you feel, oh, I guess, more... Oh, what is the word centered? You know is it peaceful? It, is it... Do you, definitely have you got a better understanding of yourself? 100%. Mm. There was this whole exploring the inner landscape of of me and it was like peeling back the layers unfolding different things that you hold on to different secrets truths and trying to just like show up and in your practice show, that's why i say sometimes big openers you'll have tears you'll have these emotions you have rage you'll have anger and just showing up in that and, and sitting in that so that's mm. if you're in a pose and you feel something come up or the monkey mind's gone sometimes it's not always good just to say go away it's like okay what what am i what and am i and then, yeah, and then sitting in the shit and, and really getting deep. And so for me, I mean, obviously I'm a lot more calmer than I probably was and I'm I'm a whole different person, I think, in, my, mm. in myself. Um, you know, that's only for me. But I, I just I just love that whole, the spiritual side of it and, and really the creative stuff because I teach kids and teen as well. I think it opens up, as kids get older, they're always, you know, told with sport or study and that's kind of the path they go on, sport or study. Mm. And then... Generally, unless you're like a really good creative, you know, student, that whole creative side gets left behind or like unless you're far with music or something. But I think people's creativity gets left behind. So I think yoga is a really nice way to keep tapping into that intuition. What do I, what do we love? What music do I love? Like I always say to my students, go home tonight and instead of doing study, go color in a mandala or listen to your favorite song and just get, keep that creative juice flowing. Mm. And, and doing yoga, you think is a way of, just keeping tapping in that tapping just, in just so your mind you just, mm. you're just switching into that addressing that part just that- just acknowledging it again like coming back to your divine purpose like i think because i was always good at sport i just kept following that path yeah. and i had this whole creative path that i just suppressed and now that i felt like with yoga i'm like oh quite like that or i quite like that or mm. and it just keeps everything fluid and flowing and it's yeah. an interesting point you touch on there because obviously everyone has different strengths, different things that make up their character, different mm-hmm. things that they're... They define them or they think define them. Well, let me finish. Um, what I was going to say is because people have, I guess, you know, we're not all born equal. Mm. Like, and when I say equal, equal in abilities, equal in creating, yeah. e- equal in disposition, you know? Yeah. But... We're kind of forced into this uh, mode of being, what you're saying. Like, um, we all went to school. We all, you know, had grades. We all had sport and we all wanted to climb these different hierarchies, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever it be in sport or academics or, you know, and sometimes those hierarchies that you climb don't address who you are. Who you are. What what makes, you know what I mean? Well, you uh, begin to get labels and tags. Oh, Bar's good at the guitar, so then we just follow that. Or, you know, Jordy's good at football. But instead of like, well, actually, that becomes like an attachment. Mm. And then you get attached to, I'm good at that, and people know you're good for that. And then it's like, well, hang on, then I'm just following that path. And people then just know you for that instead of addressing what else. And that's probably on a a sort of a a different level. That's an easy path to take, too. If you're known as the the musician or the sports person or the footballer or whatever – 
fuck, I'll do that because mm. I'm, I've got the skill set there mm-hmm. and people are recognizing that. Mm. Which is, this is the easy way to go. Yeah. And then like, it keeps feeding the ego. It which feeds is, your ego. Yeah. And, and if that ego is fed by other people's perception of yeah. you. Perception, exactly. Like that's, that's interesting. Breaking through perception is another big mm. one, I think, of what people perceive you as and not actually giving a fuck, really. You and know, yeah. like just this is who I am. Like I'm not posting a photo on Instagram for anyone else but me. me like yeah. it's like, shit, look what I can do today. Like this mm. is great. And people that follow me, that's great if they like it. I'm not, I'm not doing it for anyone else but me. How many days a week do you practice yoga? I mean, I practice every day. I used to think to practice, I had to roll out the mat for an hour mm. and have everything that I just gave you guys. But it might be cooking the dinner and I'm in tree pose and I'm cutting. Right, It might yeah. be I'm driving the car, I'm waiting at school pickup and I do a meditation for five minutes with... That might, if I can't get to my hour practice, I do follow um, Yoga Glow now. So I have all these international yogis who I like love and mm. I, I find it hard to get to a class. So now I've got this Yoga Glow app, which I pay about $30 a month and I can just go straight to Elena Brower or Rod Stryker and do a 20 minute class with them. So these my, are the people in the yoga world who are... Who I aspire to, who what? I just think are absolute gurus. So then why go to a fitness first class where I get like a half you know Is someone that, and then i can go put that on i, I know i'm gonna get go to what i want yeah is there yoga poses that only 10 people in the world can hold oh, i know if sure. i was talking about like uh there's no competition in yoga before but is there like is there a, is there a level of yoga that oh, you can I mean, get to where there's poses that are next to impossible which only these gurus can i mean do. if you well follow- marilyn manson was uh <laughs> <laughs> I hope Prince did the same pose. <laughs> Boys. Um, I mean, if you follow the, that's another type of yoga, Ashtanga yoga. And that's a, it's like one set sequence similar to um, the the power hot, hot yoga. So Ashtanga is one kind of sequence and you just keep getting better. And then you can build up to these crazy binds. I've done it for a little bit, but I felt it keep, it keep feeding my yang and my uh, masculine okay, yeah, where yeah, I felt yeah, like yeah. I needed to soften more. And I got into my ego and I was like, oh, God. And, I'm the best and then yoga I was like, ever. Mm. Well, no, I was looking around the room again going, oh, I shouldn't be doing this, but how did that girl get in that pose, you know? And, yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't my thing. I think I will definitely tap into it again later. Um, but for now, it's, you know, I'm following what I, what I need. There's something to be said for uh, that environment, I guess. Would you say that that's an ideal environment? Oh, 100%. You, you ha- I try to do that every time I teach. I set the, the tone. It's like it's like parenting. If mm-hmm. you set the, the tone, if you set the presence. As soon as people walk in, you know, they come in high crystal, they go into the studio, they've already got the essential oils on, the music's already going, mm-hmm. and they know to get which bolsters block because mm-hmm. I do yeah. the same thing all the time with their setup. And, and then they're right in. Like So people sometimes show up to class 10 minutes early just so they can – get all that before mm. they get straight onto the mat into a sequence. And also, as opposed to going to your fitness first, I saw it at my gym as well, mm. and you can hear the music from the other side you of the gym. You can hear the bell, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, really if hard. It's, if it's a practice of finding inner mm. you or what, you know, it's like I can see how the environment – I'd love to, like, even going outside yeah. and oh. just not having other people around. Mm-hmm. Like, that one must be the best. Like, if, if you're a – you know, would you go traveling and just find a place by yourself 100%. to just on the beach? Yeah. Oh yeah, and the just- beach is beach. You'd think would be good, but it's kind of hard with the unlevel with the sound. I've got really oh, weak yeah. ankles and knees, but um, beach is great for meditation and certain poses. I like like cliffs, like where we live at Long Reef. There's this big cliff face, and so you can kind of have the grass underneath you, roll them out out, and just yeah, get there. Um, but the homes, my home studio, which I'm, you know we're currently doing up as we speak has this really nice energy down there. All of the people that come here are like, oh, you can just feel it. It's backs onto my garden. You can hear the birds. It's a cul-de-sac our street, so we don't have any traffic. Um, yeah, so there's that whole ambience that comes with, I feel like people come to my class and they get that as well, as opposed mm-hmm. to going to fitness first. I wouldn't like teaching at a fitness. I mean, I'd do it. You should be able to do yoga anywhere without those external yeah. distractions. But for me, if you know, I'd pay extra so I could go to that. To an actual yoga studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you mentioned energy. Mm-hmm. Like I, I never hear Geordie talk about the energy of a, of a room. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, do you think that's something that people have? Because I know you. Talk, I feel I know what you're mm. talking about. Mm. When you when you go to a space, you feel an energy. You feel mm-hmm. a something, mm. and it's hard to even. It's not tangible. It's like well, this some people are better kind of, than others, right? Picking energies. I feel like. 
this practice has gotten me so much better to picking up energies. But yeah, you can walk. I can feel like I can walk into a party and I can pick people's demeanors, their energies, and a and a space mm. like a house. Like if some people come to my house, they're like, "Oh, it's a really nice energy today." Or mm. I mean, yeah. I do clean the air with. I smudge the stick. It's like a North American, you know, tradition where they use um, sage and they sage out the house and they get rid of bad spirits. Like bad spirits and ghosts. And yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. And See, whether I'm or not using Glen Twenty is like. <laughs> It's getting rid of your bad spirits, trust me. That also works. But I wanted to say, so do you think it's something if, if someone practices being still and, and finding that, that space, is that something that you can tap into? And I don't even know. I can't even verbalize it. Like, what is it like that energy, like that other sense that you might have? The third eye. Do you mean like the, the sixth sense, like picking up energy? Yeah, picking entities. up on that. Stuff that you can't. Stuff that you feel without looking, touching, or oh, smelling. 100%. You know what I mean? There's people that um, that can apparently see auras around people. Mm-hmm. So, say I look at Crystal and she's got a yellow or red aura, sort of a light mm-hmm. around her. Mm-hmm. There's people that mm-hmm. that can see, or apparently see auras around people, mm-hmm. and that will give their, I guess, the type of people they are, the, their mood, their emotions, yeah. and all that. Generally, sort of stuff. their mood. Yeah, that's crazy. That I mean, I, I, and I say that in a way, not <laughs> in a disparaging way. Like it's you know to and be the able eyes. To- the eyes is a big one. You can. I've realised that. I've always felt that anyway. But I definitely can pick up a person like they, the clarity in their eyes. Or yeah, some people mm. were, like I always hear that. Uh, he had really dead eyes or like you really could see soft through eyes or eyes. gentle but, eyes yeah or... but you could see through cold. his eyes there was nothing cold mm. eyes there was nothing mm. there nothing warm mm. so maybe and that's the uh, isn't it the the window to the soul yeah. through your eyes gateway to the oh. soul gateway to the soul oh mm-hmm. there you go because when I look at you I see your aura as an ACDC banner <laughs> <laughs> well I'm wearing a school uniform <laughs> Is it? It's interesting because you talk about Eastern and Western medicine mm-hmm. and traditions and cultures, mm-hmm. and it seems like the Eastern has more of is more in tune with that third eye. That um, mm. what would you call it? What what you said it before it was really good. Sixth sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Eastern uh, Western medicine is constantly evolving and changing, and it always so you kind of lose faith in it a little because you're like, say- oh, hang on, last year we shouldn't have been eating carbs. This year we should be eating or the doctor, the medicine, but this the the Chinese and the you know, the Ayurvedic, it's been the same for thousands, hundreds of thousands yeah. of years. And so it works. And it, I mean, living in China for seven years too, there were women, you know, in, in their late nineties, hundreds, so supple, so mobile. So, mm. and I think it, it's just general. I mean, it's not rocket science. It's mm. just eat these type of foods. This is what you should have. And it, it yeah, where Western medicine is always that conflict because it's always changing and someone's got a new fact or some new. And Western like we we're talking about medication it has to be proved yeah, everything's- by, by studies mm. and 10 years of approved mm. studies and this and that in so many cases where sort of Eastern medicine, talking about medicine and mm. practices, it's like, yeah, this worked. Like my yeah. my uncle's uncle 100 years ago was doing mm-hmm. this and drinking this tree root and mm. that got rid of his eczema. When yeah, I was pregnant with Adelaide teaching in Macau, one of my students' mum, who was obviously Asian, she came up to me with this potion and it literally just looked like murky, dirty water with yellow flowers in it. And I was like, oh, she goes, no, no, very good for your baby. And I'm like, okay. And, you know, I drank it. I completely trusted her. But, you know, so things yeah. like that, that's just something that she's part, that's been passed down to her. And, mm. and you know, Eastern and Western cultures, Western is still young in comparison. How, how could you find such wisdom in a Western? I think Western culture is way younger than Eastern. Mm. You know, it's Eastern culture is so grounded in in history. You know, you say my my grand my family a hundred years mm. ago were, were practicing this. Were you know accessing these tree roots as opposed to in Western medicine? It's as you said. You know, oh, it needs to be proven. How can we prove it in such a short time frame? You know, like the effects of it. And do you reckon like the underlying thing of Western culture is that it is so rooted in, in a in a with that capitalist heartbeat always beaten through where it's not just selling health we need to make money it's a business health's a, more of a business <laughs> is yeah, that- yeah, health health is a business and the pharmaceutical companies uh like, they're great at it they, or like <laughs> Pfizer and stuff they're out to they've, they've got to make money they're big business they're uh they're uh publicly listed mm. companies but it feels like it swings back because you go so hard and and then it's almost like there there is 
there is more penetration of Eastern medicine and yoga. I've never seen it more present. Maybe I haven't been in tune to it, mm-hmm. but it seems to be more alive. Would you say? Well, you say it's coming back. Yeah. The Eastern. Yeah, those Eastern. Oh, definitely. Yoga. I mean, but you then, it's almost like you kind of get caught up in like, because oh, yoga is like a fad. The and fad. And you don't want it to be. Yeah. And you don't want it to be a fad and all about, you know, what tights are you wearing and what pose is she in? Because really, essentially, it's all about these principles and surrendering, getting back to that inner child and exploring your inner landscape, coming mm. home to yourself, finding out what you're here for, essentially. Yeah, that's interesting. Look, because um, an Instagram or social media world, it's, do, do you kind of strip back that privacy, that the privateness, the the inner self, you know? Like, do you sacrifice privacy for... If you put privacy it all up for, in, like, on Instagram and socials. Yeah, like, you know, you kind of barter that privacy for a bit of uh, social... What to share okay. with others? Like, I don't know. It's it's worth. It's interesting, you know. Have you been to any um, yoga retreat style things, Crystal? Like, have you? Is yeah, there yeah. Stuff where you go away where there's just a lot of people, like minded people. Well, doing I mean, some deep yoga. As you guys know, I love music and I've loved festivals and the whole party scene. And, and props to the music as well up there. That was fantastic. Did you enjoy that? Yeah, I did. But I was trying not to enjoy it too much. You know what I mean? I didn't want to give <laughs> in to listening you. to the music. <laughs> Good on you. Um, no, I always like the music in the class. But um, no, so Wonderless last year in New Zealand. So that was my first experience of a festival where there was no alcohol, no drugs. And it was like, oh, we're actually just high on life. And you could get to that same euphoria as you would when you weren't. Like we were in this one particular class where that, you know, you did a practice similar to what we did then. And then it was like a bit more, she she was kind of getting you to move the body and you kind of lost all your inhibitions. And she had then really solid dance music on. And so you kind of felt like, I don't want to just stand here because I'm going to dance. <laughs> and next minute you look around the room and everyone's like, like you're in a rave dancing. There's Aboriginal, like the didgeridoo and there's bongos and like, they get this energy and then you're, you're just high on that. You're not high on anything else. And so that was my first experience of like, Oh, okay. This is awesome. What was it called? Wonderless. Wonderless. Yeah. They've high got, on life. High on life. And they've got a lot of these things all, especially the um, East, you know, Bondi and what have you. They're really into it over there. Not so much Northern beaches where I am. They do have it in Manly, but I've got to find them. Like, they, they're, they're incredible. Like, I want mm. to get you to my studio and do, like, a sound thing where I do a yin session and you're just doing acoustics or, you know, mm. someone's on the piano. Like, that is where it's at for me. Like, you can you can incorporate all these modalities which you love as a teacher, music, enlightening people whilst giving them an absolute nourishing workout Mm. i mean we did get cacao which is this like chocolate drink and they're supposed to enlighten it's supposed to have you know a little bit of effect on you but like a a psychoactive kind of yeah i didn't i was waiting for what's that um what's that cover no, like half of a free but uh, the... Ecstasy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> in drink form. No, the... Uh, what's it? The North America. It's uh, like South- what DMT comes in from Ayahuasca? South Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca, yeah. Ayahuasca. I just listened to podcasts on that, actually. Um, that's completely... It. But they're believing those psychedelics are actually there for medicinal reasons. People are now using them for medicinal reasons. If you've done... If you, it's all about the intention. You don't just... Here, joining far, have this. Let's go. It's mm. like, what's don't the intention? Don't have it for the yang. Have it for the yin. <laughs> No? Is Maybe. That, did that make sense what I even said then? <laughs> okay. But if you're having that stuff and you're tapping into this other sort of worldly possibility, similar to, I guess, what meditation and mm-hmm. and yoga does too, that'd be... Well, people reckon, you know, that oh, it's like any drug. Some people like them or don't. But I think that if, if it works, you can really tap into past life, let go of attachments, let go of... Mm. So that's something you set up there too, something about past lives and stuff. So that's mm-hmm. obviously something uh, in the yoga community that... Is that because it's from that... Is it what Buddhists well, believe? Well, they believe, believe that. Believe I mean, reincarnated I grew up every Catholic time? and they don't believe mm. in reincarnation, but it's always been something mm. for me that I kind of believe in those deja vus and think oh there's too many things that you know you meet you could be the other side of the world and you meet someone you're like there's a reason i met you i've known you before or that's what they say with deja vu it means either your life is on the right track or it's got something to do with the past life well you both have children so you both realize as a little as little ones they pick up all these little anxieties and different things that they like or dislike you're like how do you even nothing's happened to you yet so but i think it's past life but i just love that, that there's a a spirit of death and rebirth mm. that exists all around us yet we're too busy looking at um um you know uh 
policy documents oh, <laughs> so yeah. tap into I, that. Yeah. I you listened know? to an interesting fact on that. Do you know uh, how they say um, you, when you're going to die and you walk into the light? Mm-hmm. So someone had a theory. Where, I'm not saying it's a, it's a theory. It was, was what happens if the light is you're dying and the light's the light of the hospital. Have you come in out of your mother? Again, being reborn, oh. so you're actually dying, but yeah, when you're going you're over the, the light, your light, it's the rebirth, and that's mm. the light coming back out. There is a rad movie plot within that as well. Yes, so there's <laughs> something pretty awesome. Well, there. I think the yogis believe that death is the most orgasmic experience. Like everyone's always scared of it this day and age, but I think it was like a real privilege. Like when they knew they were dying, it's like yes, if you I get to feel this if, euphoria. If wow! You, if you went out on your own terms, I could. You know, yeah, probably see no that. No bullet to the head or, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, being blindsided by a train or something. Yeah. yeah. But, let's but, hope that doesn't happen, John. Yeah. Well, let's hope not. <laughs> wow, shit, this one took a dark turn. <laughs> but the, I'll go to the light. Let's yeah. go back to the light. <laughs> so that's good. But, Do you but, remember what I said at the end? Um, namaste. namaste. No. <laughs> that was real Australian too. Namaste. Uh, bloody. Was it? It wasn't the namaste. The light in me, me? sees and honours the light in you. you. Together yeah. we say namaste. namaste. Now, it's funny. Like, sorry, I just didn't. But um, when you say that, it's like, am I saying, do I say this? <laughs> namaste. Well, I teach beginners it's and like- it's funny. Some, sometimes I do a class and, it, you know, we all say namaste and like, oh, yeah, no one said that. Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am, like bowing down, and no one's just like looking at me. At church, at you know how you did the churches at school because we went to a Catholic school, but there was always your mate next to you that wasn't Catholic and never been to church. And you know how they say, uh, and then they look around and go, everyone's going, Amen, peace be with you. <laughs> and, I, and also with you. <laughs> yeah, and, and you check me in the different parts of the match to see if they pick yeah. up on it. Ah, no, not yet, but you're doing good. <laughs> you're alert. <laughs> But what? Uh, oh, sorry. I was going to uh, ask you about. Um, no, forgot. What I was going to ask you. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, the, yeah, the namaste, um, mm-hmm. and and those so- socially kind of awkward moments, you know, because people are so. It's a completely different environment. Yeah. You know? Well, normally I didn't get you guys to om, but normally I like a good om. So om, I did a bit of research on that. Was what does that, it mean? Go tell me. Is that the first sound that was made? The universal or sound. Universal yeah. first sound. So yes. om. Was, yeah. is the first ever sound that was made. Yeah. What, what they I believe mean? it's like the universal sound. So, mm. And they also believe when you om that there's that much yoga in the world that you're connecting to someone else in the world that's oming. So, and, oh, that sounds right. And at this, fe- at this particular festival, we did an, an om session at the end. So when everyone kind of finished in Shavasana, we had to sit up and then om, and then you just continued. It was like 10 minutes of just oming. And so you'd, you'd find yourself connecting to other people and you'd go on their tangent and you go, oh, that om sounds good. And yeah, it's... It's really trippy, actually. It's great because uh, the there was a I didn't see what you had <laughs> you, crystal ball a crystal ball was yep. it that yep. made that made yeah. the sounds at yeah. the end. So Is- a lot of yogis incorporate sound healing because you know obviously you work off energetics and if you work with the chakras and it's unblocking these energy centers in the body. So that particular one is the heart chakra, the sound F. So what's a chakra? Is that a the chakra? The energetic. There's, there's supposed to be parts of yeah, different body. parts of the body. I mean, some yogis don't even work with them. Mm. My teacher didn't really like them at all, so she never really talked about it. We had another teacher who loved them and completely incorporated. Sometimes I go, okay, today we're going to work on the sacral chakra, and that's the base chakra, which they believe if that's blocked, then all the others are kind of screwed too, because it starts up mm. and goes, starts down, sorry, and goes up. Um, and there's certain poses that you, you know you can do to really work on those chakras, and sometimes it helps people focus on a color because um, each chakra resonates with a different color and different. You know, some's reproduction, some's creativity, some's consciousness. Some, you know, there's throat chakras, communication. So they all relate to different parts of the body. So if you feel like, oh, maybe I'm really not good at communicating, maybe you've got a blocked Working throat chakra. Th- mm. yeah. no, so you've got to even out your chakras. Yeah. <laughs> I've said that for years. I had no idea yeah. what it meant. So the crystal bowl <laughs> does help. So sometimes I've been practices where they've had a setup of all the chakra bowls and, and, you know, the whole practice at the end is just her swinging. And you said it's hitting a note. It's F. The heart and is the F. F. Yeah. So they're all, they all have a different the shit note. note. You know, the, <laughs> the brown note. The brown note. That's the one. <laughs> the- <laughs> that would be a terrible yoga class. <laughs> but I was saying when you said said that, and I was saying upstairs, I said like I was sort of uh, brought like, uh, is the emotion there? I don't know. But I was smiling. 
sort of yeah. when that F mm. thing was That's coming great. around. I felt so. an overwhelming sense of like joy when I come downstairs yeah. and when I woke up my daughter. It was like yeah. there was something in me then. Yeah. I mean, sometimes <laughs> dep- you can pick the energy of a, of a class. I mean, I teach eight classes a week. So sometimes you walk in, you're like, ooh, you can just feel the energy stagnant and people have had a shitty day and it's just it compounds when you're in this room. So I might then start by doing an arm or, ch- or clearing the energy a little bit and mm. trying to work that way. But yeah, it's, it's so amazing what you can do. All right. So you teach yoga to people, mm-hmm. strangers, you know, people mm-hmm. coming out, people, novice expert, you know, you must have some funny stories about um, things that have happened <laughs> in a yoga studio. And can I just ask, have there been many farts? Lots. Lots. <laughs> and you know what? And it's, it's, it's just because he's questioning your bowels. Is that what it is? Well, I mean. Or just farting, I guess. You are. I mean, think about it. If you need a fart, you've got to kind of clench, right? Yeah, it's so hot, isn't it? You need a, um, you need a clench. So if you're in these poses where you're constantly instructed to release and let go and then, and then, and normally there's not much laughing except the persons can sometimes be like, sorry. You go, oh, that's awkward, but. There's been a few farts. There's um, oh, there's been a girl that did a handstand and a top came down and she didn't have a bra on. Um, <laughs> like okay, um, but not really. I mean, just if you can, if you imagine what you guys did, there couldn't be really much worse than just farting. Mm. Um, no. I, I have I've only been teaching two years, so I'm sure I've got a lifetime of more stories. So I'll come back to you in a few years. So, I think my favorite part of yoga, I thought. Maybe I've just got this all wrong because we mixed two things. I don't know. But yoga was all stretching and stuff like that. But I've really enjoyed the meditative side yeah. of yeah, that was, yoga. Which that is was, obviously what you need then. I, I think so. Yeah. And I don't think you find, people find enough time to probably... Well, it's not, the first thing people shun, just right? Just to not switch off. People, if someone says to you, like when I first started, I'll be honest, they said to me, okay, you need to do 20 minutes a day of meditation. Oh. Where am I going to find 20 Where minutes a day? Where am I going to find 20 minutes? Mm. So then it became now, I've realized if I can do three minutes. And then it might go, well, I'm in the three minutes. My bell's gone off. Then I want to stay longer. Six minutes. I don't think I could do meditation unless it was guided. Guided. Mm. Oh, yeah. There's something. uh, It's a luxury, isn't it? I don't think I could switch that Mm. monkey mind off. Which is good to have an instructor then to guide you with the breath Mm. or give you a visual or, you know, sometimes it's just connecting to different sounds Mm. and, yeah, the subtle, like trying to connect to different parts of the body. It, just to get you out of that monkey mind. Oh, what do I have to do this afternoon? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, my, you know. Yeah, and it's like that. And I like that monkey mind. It's that shallow thought, that quick, rapid, shallow thought yeah. that just, just keeps ticking, ticking, yeah. ticking. And we think the same things over constantly. Yes. Constantly. So yeah. that's sometimes in my classes I talk about the whole theme of the class might be let's switch our perspective. And so then we're in their imposes. I might talk about, so where do you go get coffee? Most people get it at the same place. Go somewhere different this week. Find somewhere different and notice just when you're there waiting at the coffee, there's different people. Oh, you're and my just... nemesis. I hate change. <laughs> yeah, and people do. It's We're creatures of habit. And, you know, where Resistance do you go get your groceries? Where do you go to the gym? Like, change it up. Don't do the mm. same. Don't do what you always do. Start imprinting different things. See, that makes sense with the whole, like, let's take the yang side of my brain, mm-hmm. changing it up. That makes sense for all, everything I know about that. You don't do the same thing all the time. You've got to change it up to, trick, to. trick your body, you, you know, keep your body, keep your body guessing, mm-hmm. but doing all this to, for improvement. Mm-hmm. Yet, like you just said, I won't, I don't want to go and shop in a different place or go and get a coffee from somewhere different because I don't like that change. Yeah. And I guess it's for everyone to interpret that to what, what is the change that you can, you know, bring about in your mm. day. Mm. I, I, yeah, there is something... Um, to be said for that, you know, having the variety because the mundaneness for me, I find doing the same thing over and over again. It, it you is. Get bored. You get bored. Yeah, get bored. I get bored. Lacks the, I guess, excitement. Yeah. I think I feel, it's monotonous. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know what you said. Like, if you love where you get your coffee mm. from, you come a bit of a snob. I like my coffee there. Or and I like you, how but, they just know my name and my order. Yeah, and their order. Because when I walk in there and I, they, hey, Jody, how you going? Long black so and I look around at everyone and think I'm a bit more important because I know who I am. <laughs> there's that. And there's the ego. There's my ego. ego gang. That, that's <laughs> my ego getting ticked first thing yeah. every day. Yeah. So then, yeah, both of you, that's your homework this week. Change your coffee pers- from somewhere different. Yeah. Yeah. Change your perspective. perspective. Maybe you're going there for that human connection. Maybe. Well, introduce myself with the wrong name and get the wrong order. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Look, but you're going to change your perspective. They're going to be making these coffees for you every morning going, where is that egomaniac? <laughs> Change your perspective that or do a handstand. If you get an inversion, that's what another thing I really love with the study is by doing an inversion, like a handstand or just getting up the wall if you can't do a handstand, 
what they there's all these stories that are linked to it they believe it taps into this nectar of immortality so it's like this reservoir in the brain and when you invert so all if i'm just sitting like this it's upside con- down so right now i'm sitting i'm not inverting yeah. so there's this constant supple drip dropping drip down coming yeah. from my reservoir right and then when i flip i stop the drip so it's almost like giving you more immortality mm-hmm. like it's keeping you from losing all of that that reservoir is staying full while you're inverting that to you're me was cool. I was whoa, like, whoa, whoa, slow down, naked. Say that again. So okay. while while you're upright, yep. what's dripping? You tap. What? You got to tap. So imagine on. there's it. They 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 call it um, amriti or some A M R I T U or some amriti or I can't pronounce it properly. Yep. And it's what they believe. It's like this nectar, like this nectar of immortality is in yeah. this reservoir in the somewhere in the brain, probably around the third chakra, the seat of creativity and intuition. So when you flip and do like a handstand or you invert or you're in a backbend, you stop in. That, that drip for that moment. So you do it for three minutes, you've got three minutes more. Wow. And That's- it's connected to obviously a story that the Hindus made up. But for me, that was like, I want to go with that story. I'm going to get up on the wall again. Do you reckon there's an element of where people, like everyone has something in them that they're, you know, it's causing them trouble in their life that, if, sorry, I'll put the pen over here. Um, <laughs> pen down. Because everyone has something in their life that is a cause of, you know, sadness mm-hmm. or a cause of stress or mm-hmm. a cause of anger mm-hmm. and everyone's searching for something to address that. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is a platform for hundred percent? Because it's, it's for as everyone I, really, as I said, it's sitting in the, the shit and showing up and feeling that crap when you are silent. And it's only when you're quiet. Like if I was doing a yoga class at fitness first, my mind's all over cause I can hear and I've got the externals, but if I'm at my home kids aren't around and I'm doing a practice and then something comes up it's sitting in that and really acknowledging it breathing through it and that's when you get the clarity because it's only when you're still that you can actually have time to find that clarity it's when you're busy and you go no I'll I'll go for a ride or I'll do this or I'll do the washing then it's you're back to just you know cutting it off so I think yoga definitely Mm -hmm. it kind of keeps you back it gets you back to that okay what is shit how do i best figure this out you know mm. and i think people would agree after med- engaging what mm-hmm. we've done you yeah. know that meditation that people would agree that yeah i think i in the long run i would have gained benefits from that oh you you never that's what i love what at my job every just sorry to interrupt me there Jordan, but just i do love that Every time I teach, there's not one person that I look at in their face that doesn't look like they regretted coming to the yeah, class. Yeah, that, that's what I could see after that. You, it's time well spent. Yeah, and when you come out of that, and you know, so. sometimes to get to the mat, we all know it's hard. Like, oh, God, you make up excuses, but no one ever finishes a class that they go, "Oh shit, I shouldn't have done that." So, what should people? If people want to start yoga. Say, there's someone listening, and goes, "I've always." I always thought of doing yoga, even if it was just because I see heaps of people on Instagram doing yoga, and it seems it's a cool thing. A lot of people mm. are doing. It, I want to get involved. What do they do? Do you just do you log on to like? Is there a because you like you said, and, you, and I've asked you personally mm-hmm. off air, what's the best? And you said you got to go to someone that's a good yoga teacher. Yeah, that, like, that's your benefit. I mean, I know there. that's not always available because generally, if you go to a studio, a yoga studio, not like a fitness first where they offer yoga. You, you pay a lot more money and, and people don't know what they're in for. So sometimes it, I, I wouldn't say don't go to a fitness first or don't do something like that because it might be easy, accessible, or money could be an issue because you do pay a lot more money for a, you know, a private or a yoga studio. But, yeah, just, just show up. Just go, okay, I've got this membership at this gym. They offer yoga. I'm going to start with that. And then if the teacher annoys you or you're feeling like you don't have what you had then, mm-hmm. like that, that clarity at the end or that, that felt good. Mm. Then try another. Don't just go. I'm not doing yoga again. Go. Go to another teacher. Find you've got to find you like that works always, for you. Yeah. I always say your vibe attracts your tribe. Yeah. Like you, you, you know, you, I'm going to get this certain amount of mm-hmm. people following me that just enjoy the way mm-hmm. I teach and what I offer them, and it's going to be different to if you taught. Mm. And that's fine. You're going to have people that would follow you, and that's you know, I'm just happy that everyone does yoga. I mean, I do it with your dad even. Yeah. And you know, his ego, like I know when he gets in poses, but then when he gets through a few and he. He lets go and his whole body, you can see, just changes and mm. then he really gets into it. And incredible benefits for seniors and people that are, you know, so much more brittle and stiff. So there's, there's not a, only is there, I guess, uh, what, 
emotional and benefits to the mind there's benefits to the, the body because of all the stretching obviously and mm-hmm. stuff like that and the, you've got to be getting some sort of strengthening happening holding those yeah, poses absolutely some of those poses are tough so mm-hmm. oh no I mean, i'm guaranteed we strengthening only get the muscle, easiest ones strengthening you, you know the joint the fascia as i talked to you about that fascial release like it's almost like wd-40 on the joints like if you're the tin man and then you squeeze up with a bit of lube and yeah you're all bit more mobile and ready to go mm-hmm. and as a uh, as a teacher do you prefer to be led as well i i mean i know my practice you mean as a student yeah yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. as a yoga person i love being a student i i yeah. absolutely like on the weekend when i did this i was in miranda for three days all day studying this yin and it was so nice to just be taught again because mm-hmm. i've my personal practices you know tethered off the bit because i've been teaching so much um so i'm always a student i love like i'm going to byron bay at the end of the month to see elena brower she's this new york teacher and she's fabulous and so i'm going to see her what makes what's what makes her her fabulous what is it about is it the she's gone on the journey she's she's empowering as a woman she's Mm -hmm. she's you know similar to me she started teaching she you know figured out that she was probably not practicing what she preached and she's really open about that then she talks about you know her relationship issues her addictions and she's just really i mean i saw her at wonderless in new zealand and i was like wow and her classes she she has a way of if there's 500 people doing her class she has a way to get into everyone and make it personable so you feel Mm. like she's talking to you yeah that must that's a massive so to see her in byron uh, in an intimate i think there's only 30 doing the course and she and you know she's a life coach and she's Mm. she's Amazing. Could you imagine Tony Robbins as a yoga instructor? Jeez, he, there'd be some peaceful people. He practices, he practices <laughs> yoga every day. I was going to say, Robbins, he would yeah. have he to. He practices, he starts a day with uh, breathing, yoga, a meditation, and this gym, this workout mm. that he does every every day he starts with it. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely done some kind of mindfulness, mm. breathing, pranayama. Sure. All right. So let's talk about you do yogi. Yo- mm-hmm. No, yogurt. Yogurt. Yes. Oh, yogurt with the yogurt. kids. Yeah. With the kids. Well, having Adelaide, she's eight now, but when she started school, I realized that there was this element of creativity, back to the creativity that was lacking. Like she did a bit of art at school, and but not enough. And then she would always try to join me when I was doing my practice on the mat. So I kind of thought, well, I've got this space down here. A lot of the mums are like, oh, I wish you could teach my daughter. She needs this. She needs that. And then it just organically formed. It wasn't anything I really pushed or tried or, you know, I just advertised to all my friends that had kids and the classes started out with maybe 15. Now I've, now I've got to do up to 16, sorry, up to two classes of 20 in each class. And it's a combination. So kids come in, it's for four hours at my house. They come in, they do meditation, they do a standing sequence, but you, I mean, it's not like how I taught you. It's all about relating to stories and animals and making it fun. Like we always go on little journeys, little adventures and then we have like a lunch break and then we come down and we do art. And then, we, you know, I have different things where I work with the seasons. So we incorporate art for that. That's pretty cool. Did you make this up yourself? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's, and I mean, it sounds pretty yoga, but it, it really works because, you know, you don't, you can't just have kids for four hours doing yoga. No, I think that's because my d- daughter, my mm. oldest daughter, she does yoga through daycare and they yeah. do this thing called and you've probably seen it on YouTube, and she does it at home now every mm-hmm. day. It's Disney yoga, so they do, like, to the story of Moana. So mm-hmm. all the poses, like, they go through the oh, story of Moana. And they yeah. do the pose, or they might do, like, uh, you know, Snow White or, like, a, a Halloween mm-hmm. sort of yoga where they're telling the story, but the poses are then going yeah. through whatever that Which story is. Which is, fab- like, I sometimes start Great with a journey, like, under the sea, and then it's like, how can we make shapes, yoga shapes, with, all, you know, animals under the sea, and... Then where are we now? We go on hikes, so we go here or we go there. And if it's winter, you know, we're in the snow and we do artwork with the snow. So, and it's really open. It just, as I said, it forms, it's not like I sometimes flick myself. And I'm like, I can't believe this is my job and I get paid for this because it feels like it's not work. It's just as if I was planning a class for my daughter. Mm-hmm. And you do that every school holidays? Every school every holidays. School I've holidays. started now doing yoga, kids yoga on a Tuesday at home because uh, a lot of the parents are like, oh, can you do it during the term? But I... It, you know terms are like 10 week terms yeah. and I, I don't want to commit to 10 weeks yeah. so I just do like six weeks of the term like mm-hmm. generally the middle bit yep. mm-hmm. and so I do that just for an hour and that's just yoga and then we do a little bit of art but then the retreats are the four hours every holiday it's pretty cool like even for parents yoga or I don't know is there pregnancy yoga 
Oh, prenatal is huge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's another thing I'm trying Patting to start up term. at home. Yeah. <laughs> prenatal yoga is massive. Get off, get off. A lot of people get into yoga the first time with prenatal yoga because they're like, oh, everyone tells me yoga is good for, you know, birth and preparing for birth and... So no, pre- I do teach prenatal yoga as well, and that's another path I'd love to go down and incorporate retreats at home. All right. So before we wrap this up, give people listening something to take away to try. If you're sitting in your car, like a breathing. Okay. Well, because most people aren't good at just doing it themselves, go to YouTube, type in Yoga Nidra. Mm-hmm. Don't do one that's like 30, 40 minutes. Just do like a 10, 15 minute one. Yo- Yo- yoga Nidra, N-I-D-R-A. Yoga Nidra. Yep. Um, that or just a, um, a guided meditation. And mm-hmm. straight away, if you put it on, you're like, oh, that voice, don't change it. Do another one. Because if you can't resonate with the voice, you're not going to last for 20 minutes. That's a good call. Yeah. So if that's to start with, to get your gateway to meditation. All right. That's the one. Well, Yoga Nidra. Yoga Nidra. Well, Crystal. And also, stop. How do we find you? Where do we find you? Crystal Zen Yoga, Instagram, Facebook. Instagram and Facebook. And you can Facebook. message me. And studios in Colorado. 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 Yeah. Excellent. On the Northern Beaches. That Dude, thank you for coming in. That was uh, enlightening. Good. Um, and that yoga session, I, I sort of want to book another, another one no in worries. somehow. Yeah. We can, can do that. I might come out here and do one, actually. Like, do a little session yeah. out here, out west. You know, yeah. my roots. Get back mm-hmm. to my roots. Even for people listening, just uh, to connect with you, there'll be a whole lot of new people exposed to you. So, you know, if there's some sort of uh, idea in the future to bring it out, mm. um, not that our listeners are all from the west, but there, there are some. There's a percentage out <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. So, that'll be rad. Awesome. Thanks, boys. Dude, thank you for coming in. Far. GK. Thank you. People on our socials, let's get a bit GK and F on Facebook. Um, <laughs> subscribe to us again on Always iTunes. Subscribe. And thank, and, welcome again to our new subscribers. Yeah. Doing- give us five stars, like like an Uber. <laughs> just like you're going in an Uber again. Just give us five stars. <laughs> even if even if the drive wasn't that good and the car was a bit messy, give us five, five stars. stars yeah. And five. Change your perspective. <laughs> <laughs> Namaste. Uh, I know a lot of people always hear us talk about Elon Musk, but do you notice when we say Elon Musk, we look up to the skies if he's gone? <laughs> so, uh, Elon Musk, thank you, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're up. Peace.